Support Groups As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Hi, and welcome to this podcast. Today, we'll be focusing on the benefits of being part of a support group. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Famous words that we've heard spoken several times, but not the easiest to live out. The thought of being accountable to a fellow person or group of people can often seem daunting. Questions that typically arise are, can you be bold enough to share openly? How deep and how vulnerable do you have to be? Can you trust others with all this information about you? However, through experience I've come to learn, even though the reasons not to be accountable are endless, the benefits far outweigh the risks. For over 25 years, I've been part of two men's support groups and also have separate relationships with several individuals who I am accountable to. 25 years is a long time to walk together, and I'd like to share with you a few of the benefits I've enjoyed and the reason why I've remained part of them. First benefit, brotherly love and support. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12, we read, A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. When we meet as a group, we don't just come together to get caught up, but we are intentional about our time. We have walked with each other through mountains and valleys, sharing deeply meaningful and personal issues to do with our children, families, businesses, and life. Our wives are great friends, and we even raised our children together. We've got a lot of shared history between us. Knowing that I have the support of these men behind me has given me strength and fortitude, particularly during tougher seasons. Second benefit, I am pushed beyond my singular thinking. Accountability is humbling. Inviting someone to come in and walk with you is not easy. Hard questions are not fun to ask, and neither are they fun to answer. Our nature as humans is to be liked and not offend, so anything in that vicinity is generally avoided. But I've learned in order to grow and gain wisdom, you've got to have a place in your life with men that will ask you the hard questions. Besides my wife, Kathy, and my children, I know I also need to answer to my group. Knowing this gives me an additional level of awareness and responsibility. I have a couple of close friends who have seen everything in my world. They know my personal expenditures, investments, tax returns, giving, the whole picture. In addition, I have another who knows everything else about me. My marriage, business, health issues, everything. I am 100% myself with him. I know I can speak all my truth and it's safe with him. It's worked well for us because it's been reciprocal. We're holding each other accountable. To lead a life of significance and be an impactful leader... Growth is essential. I am so good at seeing things through my lenses from my own point of view, but having a consistent, candid perspective from those that know me and care for me has proven to be invaluable. Third benefit, growing in wisdom. Our main priority in our meetings has been speaking in truth and holding one another accountable. Our faith and spiritual focus are what have anchored us. And we spend time in God's word, reading, discussing, and praying for each other. This focus has given us a great foundation to build on over the years. The world drives us to solitude, 
convincing us it's easier and better to walk alone. But this is a dangerous path. Good leaders surround themselves with great people. Being intentional with our meetings and remaining committed has not only benefited me personally, but my marriage, family, and faith have also gained. To close today, I have two questions for you to reflect on. Question one, are there any walls you have put up around yourself? Are you aware of your own areas of weakness? Question two, who have you given permission in your life to ask the tough questions, seek understanding, and walk with you? In the handout section of the blog, I've included a handout titled Building Support Groups. It has some additional notes and tips on what has worked for us as a group over the years. You are welcome to download it, or you can keep listening and it will be played at the end of this podcast. In closing, Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9 to 10 reminds us, Two are better than one, because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. To survive and thrive as men, fathers, husbands, brothers and leaders in our families, careers and communities, I find it takes good support from other men. And life is much better with good support. Thanks for joining me today. One of our values is good information is shared with a friend. Please take the time to think of your friends, men or women, who might benefit from this blog. You can introduce the blog to them by sharing the post using the various sharing links or by sharing the podcast by clicking the share link on the top left corner of the audio link. As you begin to follow my blog and pursue opportunity for growth, it's helpful to do an assessment on various topics of life. If you haven't already, I encourage you to click on the link and take the current life conditions assessment. I believe it would be helpful to take this assessment annually and revisit how you are growing in life. Support Groups Handout Building Support Groups Welcome to this handout titled Building Support Groups. I have been in two men's groups for over 25 years and we have walked together and supported one another. It's taken a lot of time and sacrifice to sustain them, but I have come to appreciate the brotherhood, wisdom, and strength that we've shared as we've grown together. Here are a few tips that have helped us to stand and remain together over the years. Number one, clearly define the group goal. Take the time to define your objectives, motivations, and reasons for being together. Share ideas, write them down, rewrite them until you agree. Doing this helps maintain the energy and focus and allows you to weather through the slower seasons. Define your boundaries now and stick to them. Number two, have shared values. For both my groups and accountability partners, we have common foundations, common understanding, and common values. This has worked extremely well for us and has formed the basis especially for difficult decisions and conversations. Number three, think about the size of your group. Try and keep it small so that everyone has a chance to get involved and not be left out. One of my groups has five men and the other three. This gives us sufficient time to talk and get to know each other well. In a small group, your antenna is up and you're always observing for the betterment of each other. Number four, commitment. All my groups meet once a week and that's worked well for us. Every other week could work for some, but I don't think any further apart would be beneficial. When I was traveling, I would try to call in for the bulk of the meeting. 
Keeping it regular and remaining present builds the necessary rhythm for growth. Number five, confidentiality. It's important to build trust and keep confidential topics shared at the table, at the table. And number six, don't quit. Issues will arise and quitting will be the easiest thing. I've wanted to exit both my men's groups on multiple occasions. However, accountability groups are not about being perfect without being frustrated. You can't find that in a marriage and you certainly won't find that with a group. People and issues will irritate you. But when you feel you have one foot out the door, that's the time you should lean in. Don't exit. You're welcome to download a copy of this document in the handout section titled Building Support Groups. I hope you find these tips to be useful. Thanks for listening.